Amen. I don't mind going out on the limb where the fruit's at. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. Ain't he so good? Amen to us. Amen. Look at what he did at Mount Calvary. They could never persuade me he does not love us. All I got to do is look towards the hills of Mount Calvary. And I am fully persuaded of the love of God. Don't understand it. I said I surely don't understand that, that a king, amen, and I'm not talking about a king, I'm talking about the king of kings, amen, that before the foundations of the world, amen, was ever formed, he declared and decided that he would go up Mount Calvary and lay his life down for a wretched man such as I and such as you, amen, for we all have sinned and come short. We had a one-way ticket, amen, to a devil's hell, but the love of God in a fiend. Ain't you glad that he loves us with a love for God so, so, so loved us until we can't even begin to comprehend it. Man, I can't. I cannot comprehend it. I feel it. I'm grateful for it, but I cannot comprehend that he that created all that is, amen, the one that is so majestic until time has no dominion over him. Unto the He's so powerful, amen, we know that he created everything that was, but that he has the power and at any given time. Remember Hezekiah, and he said, Lord, give me a sign. And he said, he told the Lord, said, roll the shadow back, amen. And, and the Lord snatched up the earth and rolled the shadow back. Back for one single man, I tell you what, one single soul is important to Jesus. Amen. Tonight I want you to know that you're important. When I was lost and on my way to hell, I was important to Jesus. That's what caused him to go to Calvary. How would he now withhold any good thing from us? But I found out it's his good pleasure to give gifts unto his children. Oh, he is so good. Our God is so good. Man, I'm sold out on Jesus. I tell you, I tell you, I've lost a many a friend. I've had to leave churches. Amen. I've had to be almost kicked out of them and never welcomed back. Because I'm just crazy about this man named Jesus. I am. I can't help it and don't want to help it. I don't know about you, but I know I was on my way to hell. And I mean, if you'd ever just stop and ponder on that for a little bit. See, we don't ponder on that a lot anymore because we traveling up the King's Highway and everything's looking good. But there was a time that I was traveling the highway to hell unbeknownst unto me. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? 
What a place. Oh, we heard about the rich man and how that he had lifted his eyes up in torment. And I preach a message that every atheist, uh, amen, five seconds in hell becomes a believer uh, and will begin to call uh, upon the name of Jesus and say, I, I missed it, Lord. Uh, Lord, I forgive me, but it's too late. For how a tree falls, so shall it lay. How blessed we are. You know, I don't understand everything, but, man, the people of God, we are blessed beyond measure. We are. We, we can't even begin to comprehend just how blessed we are that, that, he, that the Lord sits at the right hand of the Father forever in a seat and watching over us, His eyes uh, running to and fro throughout the whole earth, uh, amen, to show Himself strong uh, and that His ears are inclined to the cries, uh, amen, of the righteous. Uh, he's just watching over us continually. He neither slumbers nor sleeps, uh, but while I sleep, uh, He's watching over me. What a God that he is. I tell you, once you ever been there, see, when I was a sinner, I didn't quite understand about selling out to Jesus. Man, I felt like, Brother Jerry, it was really costing me something to sell out to Jesus. I thought, man, I can't do this and I can't do that. And, well, my goodness, life just ain't worth it. See, that's the strong deceit. Uh, that's, that's the adversary lying and blinding our eyes, uh, and we don't understand. But once we've ever tapped into life, uh, I tell you, I'm, a, I'm addicted uh, to that that he gives me. That is life. I'm persuaded that life comes from walking with him. I'm persuaded that we can have all the houses and lands and cars and money and and, and all sorts of things and, and be religious and, and hold a position even in the church. There's no life in it. The life is found in walking with Jesus Christ. And I found out that, that as we walk with Him, uh, we most definitely, the best way to do it is to really know what the pecking order is. Is that all right? He is Lord. He's the one that paid the price that I could live. I ain't got a problem serving this man named Jesus. Laying it down for him. Because he laid it all down for us. We was a people without hope. We was a people without remedy. And Jesus so loved that he left heaven. For knowing Calvary awaited. And the Bible, this is what blows my mind. The Bible said he counted it as joy. He counted it as joy, my friend. Why and how in the world could he count the curse of the cross joy? Because he seen that it was saving that that he loved. And that's what it was all about. The soldiers couldn't hold him at the whipping post. All the chains in the world, uh, they could have piled them up on Jesus uh, at the whipping post, uh, but at the mention uh, of the call, uh, 12 legion of angels uh, would have left heaven uh, and come in and set him free. But it was the love. 
I said it was the love that Jesus had for us. Brother Donnie, he stated that whipping post, my brother, for you. And don't you get discouraged where you're at. Because I'm going to tell you something. Had it not been for God, you'd have probably done left on out of here. But we're not going to quit bombarding heaven because I'm believing for that same virtue that come out of the hem of his garment and healed as many as touched it to come up on you. And suddenly it shall happen. Amen. I had to, had to minister a little bit before I come to church to a lady. And I told her, she said, I just can't feel God. My friend, if you get to serving God by feeling, you go get in, get yourself in, pro, in a problem. You go find yourself in a fix because it's in your feelings and emotions and thoughts. Uh, that's where the devil plays. Uh, that's on his ground. The just shall live by faith, by what thus saith the Lord. I figure if Jesus Christ, while manifested in the flesh, Led up into the wilderness to fast 40 days, uh, tempted of the devil. Uh, amen. Had to whip the devil by saying it is written. That ought to give us a clue uh, of how to war and how to win. The body of Christ is being battered and torn until all we seem to be doing these days uh, is surviving. Uh, but God don't just want you to survive. Uh, he wants you to thrive. Woo! That's what he wants. That's what he died for. That's the price that he paid. Listen, the title of the message tonight is The Anointing Makes All the Difference. The anointing makes all the difference. The Bible declared that it's the earnest of gifts. The Bible declares, listen, ain't it funny? He turns around and tells us towards natural things to covet not. Covet not. Matter of fact, he calls it a sin. You begin to covet what your neighbor's got. You begin to covet this and want that. And through the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, you begin to roll down through life's highway. He'll be in trouble. But on the flip side of the coin, he said to covet the best gift. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight. I want to talk to you about the anointing. Jesus said these words. He says, it's expedient that I go away. For if I go not, the comforter will not come. But if I go, he'll come. I'll not leave you comfortless. He didn't leave us. He only didn't leave us comfortless, but he didn't leave us powerless either. We're not hirelings. We're children of the Most High God. For they that are led by the Spirit, for they are the sons of God. You know what the sons of God has a right to do according to the covenant of God? To operate in the supernatural. For that you yourself 
by the grace of God and he that's within you to win, to live a life that'll bring glory unto God, to live a life that'll cause you to be placing treasures up in heavenly places where the thief can't steal, to fulfill the purpose and the plan of God. Let me tell you something else this Holy Ghost is for that we often don't talk about a lot. But this Holy Ghost is there to help you. To help you. To encourage you. To point you to the Word of God. To point you to Jesus. To lead you in all truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The anointing makes all the difference in the world. Salvation's free. I want you to hear this tonight. You can be a, you can be a drunk, strung out on meth, prostitute, addicted to porn, and the Spirit of God can draw you to an altar. You can fall down and receive the call and repent and immediately salvation will come. You'll be born again. You'll become a new creature in Christ. Old things will pass away and behold, all things will become new. There will be a living hope, amen, that will come down on the inside of you and charge you. That's why a lot of times we see these new converts. Uh, I can even remember myself when I got saved, and, and it was so amazing uh, what God had done uh, on the inside of me. And I could feel him with me. Brother Bo, I wanted to tell everybody. I wanted to run and tell everybody, Brother Jerry. I wanted to tell them what Jesus had done. I wanted to tell them how I found out that truly he was no respecter of persons. If he could save me, he'll save you. It blessed my soul. Didn't cost me nothing. Cost my Lord everything. Had to robe up with flesh. And feel that that we feel. Because of sin. Feel the stripes upon his back. The beard plucked from his face. The nails as they drove him in his hands and feet. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because the Father had to turn uh, while the sins of the world, uh, yours and mine and every human. Poured upon our Lord. He paid it all, Sister Barbara. He gave his life that we could live. Without him, there's absolutely no hope whatsoever. There's no other way to heaven. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes to the Father except by me. 
Hindus will never go. Muslims will never go. There's no other but Jesus. Give him a praise in this place. Ain't you, ain't you glad tonight that you know him, that you headed home? But all around us, there's darkness. All around us. Listen, they say, I looked it up, they said there's about 160, 170,000 folk that die every single day. On the other hand, it said hell is continually enlarging itself. We got the answer. You say, listen, I feel God's been dealing with me about this the whole time I've been studying. Listen, not all of us are called to preach. Not all of us are pastors and evangelists or missionaries. But we all got a call. We all got a ministry. And ever what it is, for heaven's sake, find it. Find it. It might be to make the best apple butter. That girl right there, them, them ladies can make some apple butter. Listen, this, this is what blows my mind. I'm going to bring this out. And, it, and it's in the story where David had, had, had drifted off and, and began to pervert the anointing. He, he began to operate it not to the glory of God, but to the glory of David. And I'm on, i got to get back to it, but I want to say this. Ever what God calls you to do, do it. You don't have to feel less than if you're not a preacher. You understand what I'm saying? You're not a second-class citizen. There's no big eyes and little U's. The bottom line, he's the king, and we all are servants. We are servants. I'm glad to be a servant of the Lord. The enemy has crept in trying to make the body of Christ, uh, uh, amen, some feel as if they less. Watch what I'm going to tell you. I want you to hear this tonight. Well, I'm just going to follow God. David, through life's circumstances, listen, you'll find it in 1 Samuel chapter 29, chapter 30. He, he had already been anointed by Samuel. He'd already felt God's Spirit upon him, God's Spirit in him, and God's Spirit moved through him and performed. He had already killed a, grabbed a lion. Now I want you to hear this. Grabbed a lion. Oh, we talk about rescue around here a lot. That's why he's in the rescue business. And as David was there watching those sheep, a, a lion came in and David went and through the anointing, he rescued that 
lamb. He grabbed that lion by the beard and he slew it. See, this anointing that I'm talking about tonight, it'll cause you to do a hundred times more than you ever could. It'll cause you to do what once would have been impossible for you to do. We, we are to see the awesomeness of this, the anointing, the Holy Ghost, God in us, the baptism of Holy Ghost and fire. I tell you, you might not believe it, uh, but yesterday uh, or many years ago, uh, you could have received the baptism uh, of the Holy Ghost and fire. And today, you could sit among us and your fire is done turned into a cold of ember. Nigh under turning black. You hearing what I'm saying? We must protect. We must see the worth. We must see the worth of the Holy Ghost. We've got to see it, especially for the day that we're living in, that we can make it, that we can perform, that we can bring glory to God. David, David, listen, this is something God told me. You remember that when Samuel went to Jesse's house, and he told Jesse, he said, Jesse, there's one of your sons that God's going to have me to anoint to be king. And he passed seven of those sons before Samuel the prophet. And Samuel said, you have any more sons because these are not that. See, they did not listen to me, church. They did, Jesse never considered that David would have been the chosen one. This world, this church world doesn't consider that this might be the generation that God begins to move through to bring in an accelerated harvest. You know I'm preaching the truth. You know, there's many that sit under the sound of my voice even tonight. We look back to the great move of God in yesteryear. Uh, amen. Back in the 60s and the 70s. And uh, we say, man, we wish we'd have been back there. That's when God was moving. That's when miracles was happening. That's when they'd have to roll the roll the tractor trailers in uh, at a Catherine Kuhlman meeting, uh, amen, that they could haul off the crutches and the wheelchairs, the walkers. And so somehow we've just been convinced that we just need to drift on down the river like little Moses did in the basket to Jesus come. By preaching the truth, I tell you what, I believe there's coming a move of God 
that's going to move through the body of Christ that will be unprecedented to anything that's ever happened upon this globe. I refuse to believe a lie. If, if it's over, we'd be gone. But there's coming a move of God until God's going to show up in the rim of this earth and this whole earth is going to know that he is God, that he is the I am that I am. He's going to move in such a way they won't be able to explain it away. He will not leave us out of the equation. Do you hear me? He's not going to leave us out of the equation. But if we shall hunger and thirst after righteousness, uh, we shall, we shall, we shall be filled. Uh, my Lord and my God, I want more. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. While David was there fighting for the Philistines, with the Philistines, done took this anointing, that had made him a mighty man of valor, made him a mighty man of war. And through the circumstances of life, uh, he stopped using it for what it was meant for, and he began to use it uh, so they would look at David uh, and begin to praise David. Do you think for a second that God told David, go and fight for the Philistines who's even against his people. They's coming an awakening. I said they's coming an awakening unto the body of Christ. Watch this. You know the prodigal son? Anybody ever heard the story about the prodigal son that took the father's living and gave it and spent it? until he found himself in the hog trough. But the Bible declared that he came to himself, that he finally realized, man, this is not where it's at. This is not life. Back in my father's house, that's life. But now let's look at David. He didn't come to himself. The enemy, the lords of the Philistines, told him, said, David, get yourself back to where you rightfully belong. There's a whole message right there. We done let the enemy la-la us until we so far away from where we rightfully belong. We're running a lot like a, like a scared dog with the enemy hot on our trails. But I think if I read right, Luke chapter 10, verse 19, red letter edition, 
Jesus Christ said these words. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy, and nothing shall harm you or hurt you by any means. Praise the Lord. Church, you got the power. You got the power. How is it that we could have this power? Jesus said, don't rejoice in this, uh, that the spirits are subject unto you. Ain't that something? That demons are devils. They subject to the body of Christ. That is carrying the anointing. But rejoice uh, because your name uh, is written down in heaven. Woo! I guess I'm going to have to repent. Because I've seen sometimes I rejoiced when devils were subject. I mean that. I mean that. I've seen the devils have to come under subjection and obey what I say. Not because... Amen, it's me, but it's because I felt the unction of him that's within me. How could it be? It could be because greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. He did not leave us powerless. We was in the nation of India with Brother Angle. Me and Brother Paul had been sent to a a church, and man, you're talking about some on-fire churches. Holy Ghost, I'm telling you what. I told Brother Paul, I said, Brother Paul, look out there. That's some of the most pure, beautiful worship that I've ever seen in my life. Little children standing about this high with their little hands all lifted up. So poor, uh, they barely had a piece of cloth, uh, amen, to cover their little bodies. Uh, had no shoes uh, on their feet, uh, but they was touching uh, King Jesus. Woo! Tears flowing down their little faces as they enjoyed the presence of God Almighty. We was in a meeting and... Uh, I forget that morning there were several hundred folk, uh, amen, that had got saved that morning. That morning, Brother Paul was playing, and they, they allowed me to preach, uh, amen, and that doesn't make me anything. I want to just say that. You know, when I accepted the call to preach, when I figured out that Jesus made a donkey to speak, I said, God, if you can make a donkey to speak, uh, then you can use me. If he can use me, he can use anybody. If we'll just obey God. If we'll realize what he's done and, and really see the worth. That's what I want to get across tonight. Can you see the worth of your salvation? Of the Holy Ghost. And I tell you, there's some folks in the heart of this earth that can see the worth. Can 
Can I tell you that there's a vicious cycle? We take it for granted. I've took it for granted. Lord forbid. I have. The Lord sometimes gets to blessing us so much until it seems like everything in our world is working just like it ought to, like a like a well-oiled machine. The finances look good. The health looks good. The family's doing good. We get complacent. It was a pattern of Israel. Every time God had blessed them, they'd go to the hilltop. They'd take the blessing for granted, and they'd fall off into the valley. And then the other places would come in and, and rage war. And I tell you, my friend, when you don't figure out the worth of what God's done for you and the Holy Ghost, uh, that'll cost you something. I said it'll cost you. It cost them one time uh, until they was in a walled city uh, and they were starving to death. Uh, they were selling doves' dung and donkeys' heads, boiling their own children. I tell you, it'll cost you something. If you think you're just drifting by playing games, I know I'm preaching a lot to the choir tonight, but I feel the almighty dealing to come on up. I feel God saying, awake, arise, O Zion. Break up your fallow ground. It is time. It is time. Don't let it cost you something. Run to Jesus. Protect that anointing. Protect that walk that you have with God. The Bible said if a man was to find that pearl in a field, a pearl of great price, he'd sell everything he had to buy the field. I want to tell you tonight it's worth it all. Sell out. Sell out. Seek after him. He said, when I come, he said, I would that you be hot or cold, fervently for me or totally against me. But if I find you in a lukewarm state, I'll spew you out. I know that sounds rough, but it's really God's love. He just wants you to come on to him. He's got so many blessings laid in the wake to give unto you. We are free. I said we're free. We don't have to fear. We don't have to fret. We don't have to worry. We don't have to struggle to have the ability. The Apostle Paul said, I live, yet not I, but Christ on the inside of me. He said, that's the one I'm depending upon. They told David, David, get back to your rightful place. I want I, I, I just got to read something here. Man, I get going and it just gets all over me. I can't help it. But I, I got to do this. Listen, uh, if you got your Bibles, go with me to Exodus chapter 30. 
Jesus is so good. Can we just give him a hand clap of praise in this place? You know something, the Lord is, the Lord's disciplined me and scolded me. But you know I'm thankful for it tonight. I can't tell you at the times in my life that I veered off, got running down the wrong road. And then I'd have to say, but God. But God showed up. But God was there to redirect. But God's grace, but God's mercy, the lifter up of my head showed up again. Can't tell you at the time through my life. I feel like that's what he's doing to the whole body of Christ in the hour we're living. He's prepping us. He's preparing us for a great move of God. There's a stage in the heavenly realm being set for the arrival of the saints. There's a stage up on this earth being set just as sure as I'm here preaching tonight for the uprise of the Antichrist. You don't take you long to look around and see. You know, look, the mark of the beast that John the Revelator could not even describe. There putting it in men's hands even now. I'm not saying that's the mark of the beast, but I believe it'll be something like that. I believe that they prepping this world to the point that once the church is out of here, they'll freely agree to anything they want. And to be honest with you, by the natural eye, it's going to look good. Did you hear me? By the natural eye, it's going to look good. And those that miss the rapture and knows this Bible and know their God, but it backslid and missed the rapture, will be the most hated people on this globe. They'll be labeled as the troublemakers. Why won't you take this mark? They won't take it because they know if they take it, their souls are forever damned. They are out of hope. There'll be a remnant that'll refuse to take it. Watch this. Told you the thing kind of looks a little good. You take it, can't nobody take your identity no more. You take it, can't nobody steal your children. Got a GPS right where they at. You take it, don't even have to fill out doctor's stuff. We got all your medical records right here, man. You need a job, don't even have to fill out an application. We got it.
Oh, that's really not too bad. But here's where it gets bad. See, the Bible said that that thing would have the answer to peace and not war, feast and not famine, health and not disease. His answer will be for peace and not war. Be a one world government with a one world religion. They'll make up their own God and you'll have to agree to serve that God. If you was to miss the rapture, my friend, you don't want to miss the rapture. I wouldn't want a dog uh, if it had a soul uh, to miss the rapture. Man, it's quiet in this Pentecostal holiness church, Brother Bo. I'm about to find something to loosen them up. So David obeyed. All right, I got to get back. I'm going to, I got to read, man. 30 verse 18, thou shalt also make a laver or a sink, if you will, of brass and his foot also of brass to wash withal. We're going somewhere. I know this don't make no sense right now. And thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. For Aaron and his son shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of congregation, they shall wash with water, that they die not. Let me tell you something. Had they not did uh, what they were supposed to do, uh, and they come into the presence of God, uh, into the holy of holies, uh, God would have smitten them dead. Can I tell you, you can't get to God until you get washed. I got folk that tell me they living in sin, and they say we pray every day. And I ain't got the heart to tell them, God ain't here to thing you praying. You say, preacher, you better have some Bible for speaking strong like that. David said, if I was to regard iniquity within my heart, God will not hear my prayer. There's only one prayer God to hear at that particular time, and that is a prayer of repentance. Only way you'll get connected to God, you can run through life uh, thinking everything's good. Thank you getting by. But it'll cost you. You can fool me. You can fool the pastor. Not all the time. Sometimes God just shows us things. But it ain't us you got to worry about. It's the one that's sitting on the throne. Thank God he's not robed up with the robe of judgment. Not yet. But he's got a robe of grace on him. 
give me five more minutes. Ain't nobody giving me five more minutes. Two more minutes. Two minutes. All right. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for two minutes. All right, I got to read this, 18 and 19. Listen, we, can, we talking about the anointing. There's two things you're going to have to have to walk in the power of God's Spirit. You must be washed. I'm going to read one more thing. I'm going to just jump on over here and get it done. How's that sound? You see, I'm preaching to the choir tonight because most of you are washed in the blood. And your sins has been forgiven. There's another aspect. I'm going to read it because you might not believe it. Somebody say amen. We're going to close this thing up. I want you to hear this tonight. How, how many under the sound of my voice says, I want this sweet Holy Ghost? I want him abiding in my life. I want to do what I normally could not do. I want to be kept. I want to get to the place that I'm intimate with God. You want to get intimate with God? Let the Holy Ghost come and be your guide. You want to win? Let the Holy Ghost help you win. Let you get to a place in God that not a weapon formed against you will prosper. Here's the second element. And I've seen folk, listen, before I read this to you, because I'm going to close with this, because I've kept you too long. I've had a good time, but I've kept you too long. I've seen folk get saved, filled up with the Holy Ghost, and then grieve Him. And that all in their life becomes stagnant. They wondering where God's at. They wondering where the power's at. They wondering why God's not leading them to do things. They wondering why they can't gain no victory over the enemy. It's just doom and gloom on every side. I'm still coming to church. I'm, I'm still doing all my religious duties. I'm saved. I know I'm going to heaven. I pay my tithes. I got a position I hold in the church. Watch what I'm thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, in the hour that we live in, they'd have a form of godliness, but they would deny the power thereof. We got a lot of good-looking churches all over the land, religious some of them having to hold two and three services of the morning because they're not preaching the truth. Itching them ears for the folk. Tell them you can you all right. You just live. It's okay. God's a God of love. 
I think last time I checked it was Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Now listen, this is going to help somebody and we're going to try to close. Here's the second aspect to getting to a place that the anointing of God fills your cup. I'm talking about fills your cup. I've known folk that their cup was full until they could read your mind. I heard them tell a story about H. Richard Hall. Said he was laid up in a room one night, amen, ready to do a service and sleeping. And the devil come in and grabbed a bunk bed and moved it to the other side of the room. Well, that would have probably scared me to death. But they said, H. Richard Hall said, devil, I command you to put it back. And they said that bed slid back across the room. I tell you, there's a place in God that the body of Christ can go that when you wake up, devils will tremble. It won't be you jumping off the bridge no more. It'll be devils jumping off the bridge. Now listen, here's, here's what I want to tell you. I want you to hear these words. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 32. Listen, and we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also the Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. That is the key. You must, listen, take up your cross and follow Jesus. I told you early on that salvation was free, but this anointing, it's going to cost you everything. But it'll be worth it all after a while. I said it'll be worth it all after a while. I tell you, there's nothing like. I was telling you a story. I'm Lord, help me, Jesus. It just feels so good in here. I heard Brother Paul. He said, "Woo, I feel the Lord." I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best to close right here. I just want you to hear this. I hope I've I hope I've come tonight and at least stirred up a hunger in your soul for you to return back to your rightful place in God to go to possess all that God has for you it'll be worth it all one day after all so we was in India preaching. I'm going to tell this story. And after we had preached that Sunday morning, while in the prayer line, a little Indian girl who could speak fluent English, she came by and she said, My daddy is at home in excruciating pain under the spell of a witch doctor. 
said he cannot eat. Uh, we've took him to the doctors after doctors after doctors, uh, and can't nobody do nothing. He can't drink. He can't eat. See, it's real. And so as that little girl was in the prayer line that night, that morning, I told her, I said, you stand in proxy for your dad and let us pray for him. We prayed the prayer of faith, and she went on. We had, a, we had several hundred, and we just kept on praying for him. We'd had a move of God, and several hundreds of folk had got saved that morning. To God be the glory. I'm just a messenger boy. And I thought it was all over. Well, when men, and brother Paul went to go get in the car, there stood that little 20 year old girl in between us and our ride. And she said, Sir, I want you to come to my house. I want you to pray for my daddy. See, the anointing had done got a hold of her and convinced her that we had something that would help her daddy. He is a rescuer. He is a deliverer, a miracle worker, a healer. So me and Brother Paul we begin to follow this little girl and as we begin to follow her they begin to pour out the streets in a crowd it doesn't begin to follow us how many know that the anointing of God will draw a crowd Jesus would have to stow away in the mount just to get some rest Not that we, me or Brother Paul or anything. I like what Peter said. Why look ye upon us as if by our own holiness uh, we've made this man whole. But this man's been made whole because of the name of Jesus. And faith in his name. Well, I didn't know what the Lord was going to do. But you, Brother Paul. Something wasn't it? To just get to be there and watch the Lord begin to move. Never will forget it. We come rolling up in that house, and that little Indian man was laid upon a concrete floor, curled up like a baby, moaning in pain. Oh, but I tell you something. When we come through the door of that house, it's like I felt the Lord just come. Lord, help me, Jesus. You want to live? Serve Him. You want abundant life? Serve Him. You want adventure? Serve Him. Do it with your whole heart. We come in. Man, they, they, it was like a, a spectacle. They, they all gathered around just to see what God was going to do. 
never will forget it, Sister Barbara. But I felt God. We got down and we prayed in the name of Jesus. And Jesus set that man so free. He jumped up off the floor. He began to shout. And the whole house went ballistic. They began to worship God. I said, what was it he couldn't do? At first I said, you still in pain? He said, we had an interpreter. He said, no pain. I said, what is it you could not do? He said, they said he couldn't keep nothing down. We took a glass of water. We prayed over that water. He took that water. And by faith, he just downed it. He, listen, he knew God done come by. I mean, he knew it. Wasn't long to where Brother Angle was preaching the crusade. There he was. There's no telling what God will do in your life if you'll give him half a chance.